Welcome back, watch people, for another watch tale. Now, it's not often in life that people who earn, let's just say, an average everyday living get the chance to turn the tables on the wealthy that walk into their store. Um, and a few examples that I can think of are estate agents, um, perhaps uh, high-end car dealers, um, and uh, people that work in watch shops, certainly. Um, they would definitely fall into that category. Now, today is all about uh, showing a bit of humility and getting rid of some of that watch snobbery that takes place and how it can backfire if you haven't had the right experiences in the watch business. Now, back in the day when I owned uh, retail outlets, I would treat all of my customers and my staff were under the strictest instructions to treat everyone that walked through my door with consummate respect and professionalism because you never knew you never knew who you had standing in front of you. You never know their wealth. You never know their means. Um, you never know their history. And you never know their background. Now, there's an old saying that you don't judge a book by its cover. And interestingly, whilst we're on that topic, I noticed that someone left a message the other day uh, in the comment section, um, surprised that people would trust me um, because of the fact that I have tattoos, etc. And um, you know something, I've got to say, in all the years that I was in business, um, that was never a problem because my reputation used to really much, pretty, pretty much go before me. But in general, I think most people have learned that you should, you simply shouldn't judge a book by its cover, and I'm about to tell you why. Now, my experience in life, being involved in one of the most complicated industries that you can imagine in many respects, taught me a long time ago that sometimes the people who made the extra effort to look wealthy and to look like they had money were actually precisely the opposite, and Often, it was also the other way around, vice versa. People who would often um, come to visit me or people who I know who are extremely wealthy would actually make the effort to look completely the opposite. Um, and that's very common within the watch business. I think what you'll find is amongst, this, this is not across the board. This is, and I must stress, this is not across the board. But I know a lot of younger watch dealers who make every effort to wear the Richard Millet, to drive the Ferrari, um, and to basically um, make themselves, make it known to everyone that they're doing really well, and that they've got the expensive watch, they've got the expensive car. Then on the other hand, there are the older, more experienced watch dealers who have been through the mill, they've experienced the problems, they've had the good times, they've been there, they've seen it, they've worn the T-shirt. To some degree, people like myself, we actually make the effort to go the other way. They're the ones wearing the, the Tudor. They're the ones wearing the uh, the standard Submariner. They're the ones driving the smart car rather than the Ferrari. Um, and they're actually making an effort to downplay their wealth, to downplay um, their success in, in the business world. Now, I used to get people in my shop that would probably get laughed out at some authorised dealers. And it reminded me of a story back in around 2010, maybe 2011, um, I went to the Munich Watch Fair that uh, still goes on today. Um, it was a fabulous show. I used to enjoy it immensely. It, pretty much every other month, um, I used to go religiously. I must have been to, to Munich 50 times in my life, and it's a city that I really love and feel very at home in. Um, now, this particular occasion, I was introduced to um, an Arabic gentleman 
who came from a very, very wealthy Arabic family. They used to hire the entire top floor of the Arabella Grand in Munich. And that's, uh, if anyone knows the Arabella Grand, it's a lovely five-star hotel um, on the outskirts of the city. And his family would come along to the watch fair, hire the entire top floor. And um, yeah, basically they'd have a, a lovely weekend looking around at all the watches. Now, now, I was introduced to this young man who was one of the younger members of the family, and uh, we actually went out for lunch in, in Munich, uh, in the city centre, and we ended up in a, in a street called Maximilianstrasse. Um, and for those of you that don't know about Maximilianstrasse, it's a road in Munich, in the old part of the town, um, and it is full of the highest-end jewellery shops, watch, shop, watch stores, um, all the authorised dealers, etc., etc., now, we ended up in Maximilianstrasse, and this lad was wearing a diamond-encrusted Hublot Turbulon. Um, and he was boasting that this thing had cost him, I don't know, about half a million dollars, something crazy. And um, he was wearing, I'll never forget, he had a pair of trainers on, uh, a pair of denim shorts, and a white T-shirt. Just looked your average, everyday lad. Um, the only giveaway was the watch. And he was telling us that he was desperate to add to his collection. He was a big Hublot fan. He wanted to buy another watch. And it seemed that he was quite intent on impressing to us um, his spending power. And um, he decided that uh, over lunch that he was going to go to Hublot uh, and we was going to go in with him and he was going to buy uh, another expensive watch, whatever they had in the store. So we rocked up to the door of Hublot. There was myself, one other guy, and the Arab gentleman, um, we rung on the bell. We actually tried to go in, the door was locked, obviously. We rung on the bell and a security guard, uh, or I'm not sure if he was a security guard or an employee, but someone came to the door, opened the door, looked at us like, you know, we didn't deserve to come in. And he said, um, you'll have to come back, gentlemen. And we have a very important client in store at the moment. Now, it goes without saying that this uh, particular watch buyer didn't take very kindly to those comments. Um, clearly, this guy that came to the door, he was thinking with his eyes rather than his brain, and it showed a distinct lack of experience um, from someone working within the watch industry, a distinct lack of experience. The first thing, if that was me, the first thing that I would have potentially looked at if I looked at anything was the watches that were already being worn on the wrist. Now, I can't remember what I was wearing, but it would have been something nice. The other gentleman that was with me, um, he would have been wearing something expensive. And the guy that wanted to go in, he was wearing a, a, a circa $500,000 uh, diamond-encrusted Hublot Turbulon. Um, but he failed to spot that. He failed to see that. He didn't look with his eyes. Uh, he was thinking with his eyes. And it was a big mistake. 